Welcome to episode 104 of the Better With Running podcast. I'm Zach Newman, Run2BB coach and marathoner. And alongside me, back having a chat with my co-host, it's Chris Armstrong, also Run2BB coach. Welcome to the show, Chris. Mate, good to be here. Welcome back yourself. Oh, mate, I'm glad I um, I got access back in onto the podcast. You didn't uh, block me out. I, I had a listen in and I was absolutely loving it, mate. I was really impressed and yeah. Very surprised I've got a got a gig this week. Mate, I think um Soap's making a really strong run to be host of the show just quietly. <laughs> we just do what she says. But um Yeah, the figures, um, yeah, we do see a big spike when Soap's on. And uh yes, we're actually gonna uh, maybe we've already had discussions about uh, tapping into that in this Melbourne marathon build up. So maybe we might get Soap on just for a few more cameos in the coming weeks. We've sort of tried to make it sort of once every four to six weeks and now we're sort of chipping away every two to four and then <laughs> I think probably by February we should have soap on every week. So yeah. we'll just keep, keep chipping on. away. Yeah. <laughs> Mate, um, no, I enjoyed the, enjoyed the episode because I've been sort of uh, a little bit MIA of the running world. I, I did catch some of the some of the com games and uh, world chance, but you guys did a great, uh, great review. It was cool listening to that. And then, uh, yeah, obviously from catching up on all things running from from both of you so yeah it was um very good listen oh glad you enjoyed it mate i, I know you've sort of had a little bit of downtime over the last couple of weeks so now glad that we could um, be a little bit of entertainment for you definitely mate and we've got a big show we're gonna uh hear about your update i know when i was listening um last week yeah you were working through the body getting the jogs done and then uh be be curious to see where you're at with that now and um i'll i'll give a bit of an update off, off the back of uh, a bit of a reset and uh a couple of uh, <laughs> couple of health issues that i've got on top of and uh i think you're gonna give me a bit of a ribbing about some um some photos that surfaced uh recently on the internet uh, yeah no i believe <laughs> um a bit of a side hustle as a, as a professional model mate so um Stay tuned uh, for that. We've also got we've got a run to PB Euro this week, mate. Um, yeah, very which, cool. What what a cool uh, story and uh, a, a real um, I always say veteran of, of run to PB that um, we're going to shine a light on. One of the OGs. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, so it's uh, very cool to see see where she's taking her running. Um, what else have we got, mate? We've got, oh, that's right. We uh, we both, well, I stumbled across a, an article. It's actually an old article, but um, it caught, came across my screen as I was, um, yeah, laid up, uh, not doing a lot last week. Shared it with you. And, uh, yeah, I think it's got some pretty cool, um, cool things to chat about. And, uh, yeah, we're going to dissect a bit of that article. No, sounds good, mate. Sounds good to me. Now, I suppose... On the running front for you, hasn't been a great deal of action in the last couple of weeks, but I believe you, you've got the shoes back on and you just headed out for your first sort of run or so. How did that go? How did it feel? Yeah, mate, 
good to be back. Second run, uh, back on Strava, uploaded it, got some, um, got the body back in one piece after, um, yeah, obviously was was battling with some some needles uh, pre pre the break, and I think the body was just, um, you know, mentally and physically, I was just ready for a, a reset and. Heading, uh, heading over on uh, on, a, on a brief holiday, which was which was great to escape the Melbourne. Uh, I know you had sort of mentioned that uh, maybe the heat will be good, and it definitely was. Uh, I did get one run in over there. I didn't plan to. I was actually um, traveling very light, uh, <laughs> so I could only bring the, the the running shoes, which were doubled as the golf shoes. Um, so I did get one run in, and then uh, yeah, the rest was a lot of R and R. But um, yeah, interesting place to run. Uh, in Hua Hin in Thailand, which is where we were staying, which is a, a golfing capital of uh, just outside of Bangkok, <laughs> <laughs> just running head head on to into trap because there's not there was really no footpath, so you're just running down the main road into against uh, all all manners of different buses, tuk tuks, um, cars. Yeah, uh, yeah, it was it was quite motorbikes. It was quite an interesting run, um, but a bit of heat training, and then yeah, it was. Um, was relaxing and it seemed to um help the body like you know the knee and the glute that just settled right down uh then was flying out on the friday and uh ran into a bit of an issue with some uh food poisoning <laughs> oh no yeah that day we were flying out of bangkok we had a seven hour uh kind of transit there coming from phuket to bangkok then to come back and uh yeah, we stayed in Bangkok. Just we had a hotel for the day, and yeah, I went out for a little bit, and then had to sort of uh, retreat back to the safety of the hotel for a while, and then had to get out to the airport. And uh, yeah, not not a fun uh, situation to be in when uh, you're waiting to yeah waiting for a few hours to board, and then jumping on a plane. But fortunately, survive. I usually can like get on the plane have a have a drink or two fall asleep and you know job done and watch a movie and uh this one stomach was journey and i was sort of awake for a good part of eight eight hours <laughs> i was saying like, like was there a few trips backwards and forwards um yeah up and down without, the plane <laughs> without going without, too much without tmi but uh yeah yeah it was um it was not the most fun uh flight i'll put it that way but um survived and then uh so i'd organized that the shoot with uh ernie old so uh i met simon one of the founders um up at the gold coast and he was uh after a few beers he said hey mate we've got to get you down for you know, a bit of i just thought it was a bit of pub chat but then he was like straight into an email saying hey we've got to like tee this up we've got a new long sleeve long sleeve tee dropping this is for ernie old which is a, a melbourne-based uh running apparel brand sponsors of andy buchanan too yes yeah, sponsors of andy sponsors of bendigo bat well you know they supply the singlets with bendigo bat so they do uh, do a fantastic job but yeah he, he actually teed this up about a, a week before i was going to thailand and uh, i said mate i'm you know i'm running a little bit at the moment but i'm also going to be away <laughs> i don't know and the shoot was on the saturday i was flying in the friday and flight got delayed anyway and i was obviously in a world of hurt and i was very close to just saying and there was uh, two other there was like six people involved in the shoot like a few the photographer, videographer, um, a couple of assistants, Simon, and then uh, Amy Robinson, who runs for, uh, she runs for 
bigger, I think, I believe. Um, she's just moved down to the Mornington Peninsula, down to um, down to Mattress Country and uh, Mattress and Gemma, doing a few runs down there. But she's a, an 8.15, uh, actually done some amazing things in cross-country, finished fifth in Bandura. And, is, uh, is she running for Mansfield at the moment? Mansfield, that'll be right, yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she was involved and um, Wolfgang, a young gun, 17-year-old who's uh, who finished second at Bandura. And, um, yeah, so this was all teed up with these people. And I was like, I can't play out for this guy. Oh, you know, I was very tempted to say, mate, I'm just not going to be able to do it. Um, anyway, run it up. And it was, um, yeah, I've never done a photo shoot, a running photo shoot like this. And, um it was very pro set up. Ben Clement, uh, who is um, pretty pretty awesome photographer in the running space. Um, yeah, he was running the show, and yeah, it was it was like three locations. So obviously, I'm getting there. Um, still not a hundred percent. Hadn't run for two weeks. Uh, when, when you say not a hundred percent, mate, what sort of percentage do we reckon we're probably operating on at this stage of the day? Oh. 30 to 40. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> uh, fair to say, yeah, oh. it was uh, this, the locations I was scoping was like, well, yeah, is there a bathroom going to be <laughs> And we're running, you know, the first location is the back streets of Collingwood and in, in this sort of industrial setting. And uh, it's 7, 6.45 a.m. start. Oh, that's early for you too. That's very early. I don't <laughs> run early. And yeah. Um, yeah, no bathrooms around. I'm just like, okay, I should be right. I can, I should be good anyway. Um, and then yeah, we we got into it, but it was I was actually expecting that we'd be doing a lot of like a continuous run um, because we had three locations with the, the Collingwood, and then we're going over to to Dites Falls, which is you know only it would have been three k away, but um, we were then going from there to a pub. Okay. Um, <laughs> Collingwood. So, anyway, we were doing thirty meters, basically strides. So we did a couple of no warm up. It was we we're pretty much hey, we've got three hours to do this. We've got to keep moving. Um, yeah, no warm up. Straight out of the car, couple of stretches for some photos. Um, sort of the posing look like you're about to go for a run. Look like you're catching up on the corner, and then it was literally run down the middle of the street. Um, four or five times back and forth then in, i think the ben likes to use the corners because of the as you can see probably for the photos as to the artistic flair he has um seems to get the best result which is not good for my body aging body no, your um, knees would love that yeah so we would sort of and it was like um yeah work into it and then the last 20 meters start striding uh, and i was like a full pelt from the whole from the car <laughs> Trying to catch up to these guys. I mean, you know, Wolfgang's just got young legs. He's flying along. Uh, and Amy's just, she's just bouncy and just moves really well. But yeah, got that done. And then you sort of, you're doing a lot of standing around and then get in the car. That's like, oh, we won't jog over there. We're, we're going to drive over. So we all drove over there and then scouted out the next location. So you've warmed down like, you know what it's like when you start running, you just want to you keep moving, but then you get in the car, sit down 10 minutes, then get back out and go again. It was just, um, yeah. So big, uh, big hats off to those 
people that do these running model shoots uh, more often because it is it's actually tough work. Um, <laughs> yeah, so oh, yeah, if anyone's seen me do strides at the start of a session, it's um, you know it takes a while to get moving, let alone just stop, start, stop, start. Um, yeah, so. <laughs> Mate, watch the so last you... stop was was crazy. We were in the corner of um, Johnson. Is it Johnson Street? Uh, yeah, in sort of Collingwood, and there's a pub there and sharp corner. And it was like, oh, just run into this corner, and then as you get to the corner, pretend that someone's decided to go a different direction. And <laughs> the thing is, they didn't even use oh. these, these photos in the shoot, but um, I know. It's probably going to listen to this. I'm sure they'll use them down the track. Hopefully, bloody hope they do because that was dicey um, at the best of times because I'd already really cooled down by then and I could not get rolling. And then the last uh, section was, well, well, we'll actually run a lap. And, uh, and that was the best part because I just couldn't get moving. Like I just, and we actually just jumped onto the road into the bike lane busy Saturday morning and the guys jumped in the car and just, roll next <laughs> holding up traffic as we did a block and uh yeah that was very amusing but at least we kind of i felt like a runner then yeah the other times i just didn't feel like a runner like how often would you do um even a stroke like 30 40 meters or maybe we get out to 50 60 meters but it's just not doesn't feel like running to me it just um yeah it was a it was an interesting experience just just doing strides for a couple of hours mate yeah and then mate i was i was done after that i was went back to bed it's, i know i slept basically all the way through got up for a little bit couldn't you know sort of still a bit iffy and then by sunday uh i caught a fever and next minute i'm taking a test and i've got covid so <laughs> oh, no <laughs> and that wiped oh. me for bloody so yeah it's not the most motivating podcast. To I think, um, you know, whinging when, about being unwell, but yeah. When, when you're fit and firing, mate, we talk about, you know, you probably do some doubles, but that's one double that you probably never want to experience ever again, <laughs> just rolling food poisoning into a bit of COVID. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was actually rough. Like I, I'd heard, you know, some people had it. Oh yeah. I just got a sniffle for a couple of hours. I was like sleeping 18, 20 hour days. Like oh, I just wow. couldn't get myself out. I'd get up and I was just like drowsy, go back to bed, had the feet, wake up nights. Like the thing is I was trying to people like, I drink heaps of water and I was drinking heaps of water to keep hydrated. And that meant like I'd wake up every few hours in sweats and then have to go to the bathroom, then go back. So it was just broken sleep for oh, three God. days. Um, yeah, it was it was rough, and then <laughs> I turned the corner and started to feel good by sort of Thursday, Friday, and um, yeah, back. And I tell you what, like off the back of food poisoning in the COVID, I've never felt so unfit in my life <laughs> oh, no. and lazy that it really jolted me back into gears. Like oh, I want to get so fit again, so. That was maybe the motivation I needed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, look, we're not, we're not, um, not advocating doing that. <laughs> no, not advocating anyone to go out and eat some raw chicken and pick up a bit of food poisoning <laughs> or just to get some, you know, a bit of a reset. There's other ways to do it. But um, hey, in this case, mate, it sounds like it's worked. And, um, and, yeah. and the crazy thing is, I did my first run on the Monday um, back at the tan, which felt like a bit of a homecoming because um, 
just being stuck in the house for a week and then you know obviously not running back then and then yeah had the crew back and uh i just did 30 minutes 35 minutes and um no knee pain no clue um <laughs> and just felt like and i was i was sort of i know I've, um and and um i think you mentioned on the show james telford one of my athletes he'd sent me through a couple of articles and i would read a bit about returning he's being really cautious about it and um yeah no just didn't notice too many issues and and again when i uh, took yesterday off um and ran today and felt even better so good signs that uh you know I'll, I'll still be pretty cautious over the next week or two um and then yeah because i'm also working off having it two weeks of not a lot so it's kind of a two-pronged approach of ease back in um and not to get too greedy with with trying to get fit again no very understandable very smart although um and I know that we don't necessarily listen or, or show what our watchers do because we know that <laughs> those, oh, yeah. are, those are full of crap. <laughs> is there any truth yeah. in the room, mate, that um, after your first 30-minute run in a couple of weeks that your watch may have told you that you needed four days recovery? <laughs> Pretty sure Gary the Garment has uh, maybe seen a little bit too much over um, the last few weeks. Oh. But... Um, and then I ran, ran today and just out of, um, you know how it has the training status? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it says no status. Oh, no. <laughs> Fitness dot dot and load just up. So it can't even get a read on where I'm at at the moment. Mate, Gary's, um, Gary's perplexed. <laughs> he doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so... Who knows? I, I'd actually be interested to know what the predictors got in there. <laughs> but um, yeah, I don't even know how to find that. Um, I always find those things bloody um, all over the shop. Um, so yeah, there's a good lesson in that. Don't listen to what Gary says. No, no, not at all. <laughs> Although it's got to, I mean, it's got to be pleasing in that aspect, mate. Where it just probably feels like you're getting a bit better each day. Come on. I'm actually, uh, I'm really excited to get back on the gym i mean I, i've obviously been running um and right up until gold coast i was i was really had my head in the game and then i fell away with some other stuff going on that just sort of needed to address and just take a bit of downtime and um i've actually got a lot of hunger back to you know even uh, even the thought of a marathon I, maybe traveling i reckon also helped because i was like oh well traveling again and then Shit, and seeing everyone in Europe and all the rest of it and majors and major announcements from uh, the elites, um, you start to go, oh, yeah, there is these like New, New York and Boston and these marathon majors I want to tick off. So, yeah, fires in the belly to, to, to look at the marathon again. Ah, good stuff. That's, uh, um, I want to just see, see you get some consistency and good health back, mate. Exactly, yeah. And you, mate, how are you tracking with, uh, with everything, mate? Yeah, um, just going at the moment. <laughs> having it like I mentioned last week, just been having a few sort of nerve problems in my legs, and that's that continued through to the weekend. Um, just gone. So um, Andy had given me sort of six k at what we called marathon effort, just to see how the body responded to that. Um, and thought, oh, yeah, we'll be a bit conservative. So it's sort of, it's a bit of a weird one. It's sort of, we think it's a bit of 
um, sort of piriformis just a bit tight and mm. just compressing that sciatic nerve a little bit. So some days are really good and other days not so much. But, um, yeah, sort of start out with this 6K and thought, yeah, well, you know, I'll be conservative, start around 4.30 and um, see yeah. if we can't wind it in. And it just, you know, we, first one was a 4.30 and then it got to 4.38 and then a 4.45 and by the fourth K I was running at 4.50 pace and yeah. just not moving real well and um, probably can't use the language that was uh, <laughs> going through my mind at the time but yeah. got through to it's a 5k loop that we do and um, got got through to 5k and I literally was just jogging and Anna had already finished her session and she, she was running so well and she sort of come up and um, I think she could see from my body language that I hadn't had such a positive morning. Mm. Uh, but she's, you know, still really good. And, um, asked how it went and I sort of had to sort of put on brave face and go, look, it didn't quite go to plan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so, look, that was a bit disappointing. But, um, look, went to yoga Saturday morning and had a bit of a stretch and then, um, yeah, sort of tried a few different things and, um Look, had a good sleep Saturday night, woke up Sunday, it didn't feel too bad. And it actually, ever since Sunday, things have started to feel better. Um, I was able to join Anna for, for her long run and um, we ended up running for a bit over two and a half hours, which was, I thought was a, a long run, yeah. Yeah, it was the um, longest long run I've done for, look, for years, realistically, mm. <laughs> probably since sort of maybe... 2018 2019 even but um well yeah it um yeah pricked up my ears i sent you a message so geez you go back and <laughs> i was scrolling through on a sunday um still in iso and thought geez what the chriso's gone bang with 35 k's yeah and no, i was just um wanted to see if i could actually keep any company and originally just thought if i could get to 20k that'd be a really good win today and um sort of got through 15 guys oh, is not going too bad and um and had a bit of a kick down um you know in the second half of her run thought oh, i'll just see how long we can go for and yeah just everything turned out all right and this week's been really positive so um so she kicked to, down at sort of 22 k um yeah um, i sort of started around sort of 16k oh yeah, yeah went for about sort of 14 sort of dropped it down by about sort of oh, well, 20 seconds a k yeah it's a solid run yeah um <laughs> it's funny the last 5k like things were going really well but we were delirious absolutely yeah. delirious did you take anything on uh yes yeah, so i had a i had a drink um that i carried around and to be honest i underfueled and probably mm. stuffed up like i really should add a couple of gels and yeah i didn't so that's you know my mistake so but um yeah but towards the end we literally we were delirious just um absolutely <laughs> taking the piss out of ourselves and um mm. it got to the point where i think we had about a k to go and i'd start to cramp up a bit in one of my legs <laughs> And because we were going so slow and Anna just wanted it to be finished, she just started zigzagging across the road to get more distance up on the <laughs> so that she could finish quicker yeah, while yeah. Um, I was um, sort of staggering around trying to get to 35K. And look, in hindsight, <laughs> I, there was absolutely no need for me to do it. <laughs> 500 metres, but, um, yeah, I didn't want to let the team down, but got through it. Um, and then, yeah, like, actually, I genuinely feel really good. I'm going to mm. go to... 
going to Ballarat on Saturday with the intention of hoping that I can pace Sophie around for 15K at 345s. So whereas probably last week, I was just hoping that it might happen. Whereas, yeah, I think we're going to be able to give it a go. So yeah, we'll do that and um, see how the body responds. But but realistically, I'm not where I'd like to be. Um, Mm. Confidence in my body at the moment. Um, it's improving, but I'd say it's pretty low. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the the easy runs feel good, so I'm grateful for that because you know I've, I've mentioned a few times over the last few months, running is super important for my mental health and my balance, mm. and um, I'm just grateful for what I can do. So. And that's um, the thing, yeah. yeah. I think even looking at you're still hitting the 80 80k, so you can still get out the door. And I think it's just tempering that. Um, you know, not pushing it so hard being you know aggressive to try and push through it that they end up can't running at all like you'd rather be able to sit in at 80k get some runs in than go all out and then be on the sidelines for four weeks um, yeah oh well that's exactly right because then you know you're literally sitting at home on the couch for four weeks and you're watching everyone else get out for their long runs yeah do their sessions and you know it's bloody tough so yeah <laughs> you know i don't want to miss out on it so yeah. Um, yeah, but no, chipping away, and um, I guess it's I've probably had this issue on and off over the last few years, but it's always been pretty minor, and it's only ever taken a day or two to settle, and mm. um, it's probably one of the reasons why I have had to go back to one session a week over the yeah. last couple of years. But um, yeah, well, hopeful. I'm hopeful now that it's settled. Where it used to always stress, like stress me out, because I always thought I was always just. Um, straining my hamstrings but whereas now it's just a bit of tightness and we've just tried to find some ways but i'm hopeful i've actually got something that might last for a little while now so um yeah watch this space hopefully um by some miracle saturday goes really well and we're back but um yeah we'll wait and see yeah i mean yeah it's just an ongoing look you've you've you know a testament to your to your consistency is managing your body and, and, and making sure that, yeah, you just um, look after it. And, you know, this sounds like you're doing everything possible to just, um, yeah, stay on there. And, 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 you know, the fact that you just keep knocking out these weeks, it, it's going to turn. Um, and you can already see that, um, you know, if you can roll that long run and then, you know, I see you knocked out some hills uh, yesterday. Uh, yeah. So, Hopefully, um, yeah, Ballarat, you can you can roll around. And I guess, you know, there's another thing, another element if you're doing a job for someone pacing, you you know, just take the pressure off yourself and just go and enjoy it and see how you go. Yeah, that's the thing. That's probably what I want to do. It's more the, um, I hope I don't get to 3K and have to apologise to Sophie and say, all the best, mate, good luck. <laughs> yeah. Because I can't do this anymore. But um, You no, just have to do what you can do. Like, you know, you can't really control that at the moment you just your body's where where your body's at and i think you'll be fine yeah no, i think like um as i sort of said I'm, I'm feeling pretty hopeful that um yeah i think things can go okay and i suppose yeah, the other the flip side of it is if it all goes well and i get through pain free and i can actually do all of it and yeah you can't go and buy confidence but this would be mm. pretty close <laughs> yeah so yeah, and getting a front seat uh, with Anna and her prep, uh, and seeing her do that that long run um, must be pretty inspiring as well. Just to be out there with her. 
Yeah, it is. Um, it, it is. It's sort of, oh, I guess, um, you know, as coaches, we all have a pretty good line of sight into the athletes that we work with. And, you know, actually sort of getting the chance to, to run with Anna most days of the week, you really do see the hard work that she puts in and, mm. and the sacrifices that she makes. So, you know, at some stage over the next couple of months she'll jump on a start line and, and have a crack at a race what that ends up being we're not 100 sure yet but when she does um you know it'd be really cool to see how how she goes and hopefully it's a it's a result that um you, know, you always want to see people get rewarded for the effort that they're putting in and mm. um yeah when she um when she does jump on a start line for a race i just, I just hope she gets everything out of it that she you know has put into and i'm sure she will i mean she's she's such a smart athlete and absolutely loves what she does so yeah we'll see we'll see what happens yeah i think you know as as when we put our coaches hat on and, and then we're running ourselves and, and this is something that's probably hit hard hit hard with me in probably the last three four weeks off the back of um just being getting my body right and then um obviously going away and then coming back and, and having COVID and then wanting to get back is being so motivated and actually seeing my athletes and what they've been achieved and just seeing how hard they're like, I've got, I think I've got two, oh, geez, I reckon I've got eight, nine people getting ready for marathons at the moment and yeah. um, seeing the body of work they're putting in. Um, you know, I've got a couple, uh, one guy for New York, one guy for Berlin and then a bunch going for, for Melbourne and just seeing, so they're all on sort of similar timelines and just seeing now they're in the bulk of that marathon phase and it's just bloody inspiring like to see, you know, they've all got, um, you know, family, work, life stress is going on, but they're just, um, yeah, they're getting in, getting these long runs and knocking out the sessions. And yeah, it's, it's from a coach's perspective, like, you know, I've, I've always been pretty motivated, but then seeing how the commitment these guys are showing, um, yeah, it's actually given me another uh, a real a real inspiration. Actually, just seeing what they're doing and thinking, yeah, I want to get back into this marathon mode and bit of bit of FOMO. I think. Yeah, it's it's really cool because I mean, I, look, I know we're we're inching our way towards spring and we're going to get some nicer weather mm. at some stage. But a large chunk of the, these marathon blocks that are going on at the moment, you know, particularly for those people that get out in the morning, I mean, unless you're running pro hours. Um, you know, yeah. you, you're typically you're starting in the dark and you're finishing in the dark. It's cold, it's tough. You've got multiple layers on, or you're doing it after work. And guess what? It's dark, it's cold, and you've got multiple layers on then too. So, you know, people yeah. that are you know out there, um, you know, I can say, I guess you only got to click on the Strava and see what people are doing. But the people <laughs> that are getting out there and and doing those long runs, you know, they they're kicking off at five in the morning or five thirty yeah. or you know, they, they might not be starting until sort of 5.30 or 6 o'clock at night or, you know, sometimes later. And, um, you know, it's tough, but, hey, um, oh, yeah. that's, what driven, that's what driven people do. And, um, mm. yeah, it's bloody inspiring to see. I absolutely love it. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, one, one guy I'll single out, Paul Reason, he's down in Tassie. We mentioned him on the show a couple of times and he won't, won't mind me bringing this up. But um, we're, in a, we're in a heavy marathon block for Melbourne. Uh, pegged him in to do a 10k at uh that came up on the socials i reckon uh what the conditions were like it was freezing down in uh Glenorchy. he ran uh, 10k ran a pb um but we weren't take we were just going in pretty heavy on the wednesday i jumped in a final surge and he's um i, I had him eight by a k 
60 seconds. So pretty very standard marathon, uh, very standard workout. Um, yep. Knocked it out at 5.41 a.m. <laughs> it's like, geez. And he absolutely knocked it out of the park. I said, mate, you are, you are fit. You know, you, to be motivated enough to get up, knock out eight by a K at 5.41 a.m. Mm. Uh, race week, he, he had a great race. Um, yeah, things like that. You just go, yeah, and I, you know, and I'm seeing this, uh, you know, obviously, in ISO going, I just can't wait to to get out and, and do something simple. I, I won't be up at 5.41 a.m., but no, <laughs> at least get back and, yeah, do something uh, similar. But, um, yeah, good stuff, Chris. O. So I'll be uh, I'll be checking out Ballarat. I don't think I'll be down there, but um, be interested to see how you and you and Soph go. Yeah, no, I'm very keen. The first time, actually, I've spoken to Soph a lot over the last couple of years, but it'll be the first time we're actually going to see each other in the flesh. So, mm. um, yeah, pretty excited. And I know Nora, my wife, she's very excited too. She's um, she's going to have a run in the 15K. So even if I wasn't able to run, um, Nora is very keen. So we're, we're definitely going to Ballarat. So, no. Very nice. Um, yeah, I think, uh, have you raced there before? Mate, I've never been to Ballarat before. I think. So, <laughs> You're in for a treat. Yeah, um, I've uh, in for a treat. Done some research, and um, we'll be taking a few layers with me. Yeah, so. yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a cold place, and that like, um, yeah, you'll you'll <laughs> you'll enjoy the that lap. lap very, how many laps there is? Two. Yeah. Usually a small like a out and back, and then two lap, large laps, six k laps. So, yeah. No, that should be good. Now we, we've given a, a couple of shout outs to some some heroes, mate, but we've got a run to PB hero this week. Katie Dahl, you want to tell us about that one, mate? Yeah, this is a really cool story. I know Katie Dahl, um, we have mentioned her on the look over the duration of 100 odd episodes. She's featured in, in, she's been a guest on maybe a couple of times, at least once, um, mentioned with numerous results. She actually signed up three and a half years ago. Um, with Maddie, Maddie Davy, and oh, Katie would have to be one of the first signups, wouldn't she? She's up there. Uh, there was a, she would have been in the first one or two weeks, I reckon. Yeah, um, I'd have to look back in the archives, but yeah, she signed up with you know wanting to improve five k, ten k, half, and she's she has managed to knock off PBs right through from five k. <laughs> through to i mean she's now doing trails and long ultras which we'll, we'll chat about but um i guess that hero part isn't about her progression uh which we could talk about for a while because it's like bloody there is you know 15 minutes off a full marathon 10 minutes off her half um three minutes off her 10k so there's huge progression there but the recent stuff she's been doing she's moved to the ultras and moved to the to trail run oh she's always done a lot on the trails but uh caught our eye over the weekend she'd um done a massive uh training uh, run as part of a backyard ultra did 111k over 15 hours um but she's doing that in preparation for a really awesome cause um she's raising money for the Bali Children Foundation. So she's going to head over to Bali and run the Bali Hope Ultra 84K overnight race, I believe. Um, so, yeah, in Bali, I mean, geez, I was talking about running just for half an hour in 90 <laughs> I, I could imagine uh, the humidity and 
the heat will be a factor in Bali, but doing it for a, a fantastic cause, uh, the Bali Children Foundation, it's, uh, yeah, helps disadvantaged children over there. And um, yeah, really cool. And yeah, sort of definitely caught our eye that, uh, you know, she's, she's got a club KT, personal trainer, got a run club up in the, in Brisbane doing some amazing things and I see there's an event she's putting on as a fundraiser and as sort of a way to to help train as well she's got um that's happening on Saturday so if anyone's up there I think we could still probably get in and uh at least yeah you can still enter or you can uh definitely go along and, and check it out so follow her on uh on Instagram club kt we'll put it in the show notes but um yeah hero hero of the week for sure with um all the stuff she's doing um to raise to raise money and yeah epic epic run yeah that's it and obviously having a, a really positive experience on the on the running community up there mm. um, you know in brisbane so um no big shout out to katie i'm doing a great job and um yeah raising money for a really good cause too just you know trying to help disadvantaged kids in bali you know have access to education um mm. you know and just a better social environment so that yeah it can hopefully you know lead them through you know, both the kids and their families through to, I guess, um, employment down the track. But mm-hmm. no, it's pretty cool. Um, and a lot of, I'm not sure. There's a lot I of think. hard work in promoting this and trying to just raise awareness and, um, yeah, obviously training so hard. But then on top of that, you know, working and what she's putting into the community, it's, um, yeah, pretty inspiring to see someone, you know. And for someone who's sort of, you know, when we, obviously, three and a half years ago, it was like, well, you know, I want to improve my running and, improved times but she's obviously using running as more than just you know running fast times it's more a vehicle to make some change as well yeah no and that's that's probably the, the really exciting thing so uh, well done katie yeah just good yeah fantastic um actually just while we're while we're talking matt's athletes and uh, i know last week uh you guys covered off uh, we had so many results to come through and i thought it's probably ties in nicely just to to just mention a couple more, Matt, because uh, he had like five people go around in that 10K. And I thought, uh, yeah, just as we sort of continue to grow as with, with so many coaches, we kind of want to shine a light on the coaches and some of their athletes um, in each episode. And and Matt had some some great results at Albert Park. Uh, Zach Round, he, he sent through some info here. He said Zach Round did his first uh, XCR, so debut not sure what club he um, signed up with. Wonder if Matt got him in the uh, the Frankston singlet. But well, uh, he knocked same, out a big TV 10K. Yeah. In the old Frankston singlet, red shorts. Um, yeah. One of the better kits going around. But first up, um, 3701, I think Zach ran. And, um, yeah. Yeah. Cracking run from Zach, 3701. Yeah. Um, and he's on, on, on track for Melbourne Marathon. So be on the build. Another one on the build on the uh, the build towards Melbourne is uh, Sarah JMR, who has featured on this show quite a bit and uh, massive PB at the 10k. I just feel like every time we mention Sarah, she's running a PB. Yeah. Um, 38.55. So yeah, crack the the magical sub 40 um, barrier. So it's all about good signs when you run in a 10k PB in a marathon block. Oh, yeah. isn't it? And obviously Sarah covers a fair bit of distance and she trains with soap as well. So she does, yeah. Um, yeah, good signs there. And um, I think also Maddie had Reese Whitaker. Yeah, Reese uh, Whitaker, who does a bit of running down in 
God's Country with Mattress, I believe. Um, 34, 32. So, yeah. Lee, also, he's got the Adelaide half this weekend. So, good lead up having that 10K into a half and then uh, he's on to Melbourne Marathon. So, that's, um yeah, there's a lot going around in Melbourne Marathon as uh, as we continue to build, eh? I'm saying Melbourne's not that far away now, is it? Six, are we looking? I believe six weeks. Mm, um, yep, six weeks. Yeah. So just on Melbourne, did you realise that it's daylight savings? Yeah, I daylight savings oh, for yeah, the marathon. It's a nightmare for them to do that, isn't it? <laughs> There's going to be some. It's going to be some carnage there for sure. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah. the night before a marathon, I reckon I I set ten alarms. Um, yeah. <laughs> And I've got that many, you know, the amount of times you just think I'm going to, if I slept through this, could you imagine? Um, so, yeah, having that on top of it. And then, you know, how your phone automatically does things. So, you can, <laughs> another layer of stress. Uh, you know, like you'd be looking at your phone thinking, is it really four o'clock? Yeah. <laughs> like, is it the real four o'clock or is yeah. it the old four o'clock? Oh, gosh. Yeah. Like, just what? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, mate, that, though, I'm sure we're going to discuss that again, I'm sure, at some point. Yeah. <laughs> In Absolutely. the next few weeks, but um, <laughs> yeah, good luck. Yeah, everyone. so yeah, cool, cool stories there with those um, those guys, you know, Maddie's crew running at Albert Park and um, yeah, having some good results. Actually, had one more Mel Townsend, um, also being coached by Matt, Maddie and thirty five forty nine. So yeah, five uh, five five athletes uh, all all going well, and and Mattress is out there himself who who ran pretty well. The group's on fire, absolutely killing it. Yeah, good stuff, mate. Um, oh, there was a photo that I was uh, I, I shared it on our Instagram. Um, and we're just talking about under BB athletes and doing some amazing things. Is um, I I think I think you um you had a bit of a remark about um raise an eyebrow for you, Chris. when it came through, was um was my man VJ, who's um. He's based in India and he, um, he he's training for the New York Marathon. And BJ's in, uh, he's run at sub three hours eight times, I believe. He's on the on the search for a, a sub two fifty four to try and knock off that PB. But yeah, training for New York Marathon. We're in a pretty big decent block. And he said to me, "Hey, mate, I've, uh, I'm going on a bit of a vacation just for a week up into the mountains in India, far north." okay yeah that'd be nice mate he said oh i don't think i'll be able to get much training done it's um it's pretty high <laughs> okay a bit of an altitude camp yeah i said oh look yeah if it's, if it's really high just yeah definitely don't don't push yourself and then i log into final surge he's gone for a jog click on the map and uh it's at three thousand meters <laughs> <laughs> so he ended up getting a couple of jogs and then he's the, the social post was put up was he it's he rolled onto the track there they've got a synthetic track here in a place is called lay in india which is um yeah if you, if you go on a google maps and have a look and sort of uh yeah we're talking right up the top uh bordering uh tibet nepal uh, to the left, yeah, you know, Pakistan, like Kabul. It's it's right up in remote country, and they've got an athletics track there that he's found his way onto and ran. Uh, just punched out a five k at three thousand two hundred fifty meters. And not this track's in good nick. Like this isn't oh. just some shoddy track that's just out in the middle of nowhere. Like it, 
it looks amazing to the point there's also a very mint soccer field in the middle of it too yeah i did some deal because I, I couldn't get my head around how they'd put a track up there and why and because you know in bangalore there's two tracks between like millions of people um mm. so yeah there's a few articles there's a bit of controversy about um why they went and put a football tra- football ground and a uh, synthetic track up there um Quite an interesting Google, mate. If you see some of the images, we'll get up on social. There's some epic photos of uh, the background. It's, uh, it puts the Saint Moritz track to shame. <laughs> I, I know. Uh, I know Andy reckons that's the that's the best track in the world, but uh, maybe he needs to go there before um, his next next event. Yeah, um, thank you, Buck. With three thousand two hundred. <laughs> <laughs> like. I might have to check if he picked up any crowns because I don't reckon many people run. Um, he rolled twenty five minutes around there. Like, <laughs> there wouldn't be many people that have done that on that track. I would have thought. Wouldn't have thought so. I can see, like, in some of the photo, the photo there. There's, I can see three other people on the track, <laughs> and um, not yeah. a single person touching any of that grass in the middle of the soccer field. So, um, yeah. and it looks pristine. Like, it absolutely looks a million bucks. So. Maybe they'll um, maybe they'll um sort of go along the same lines of uh, your local council and their regulations about getting on the track. Yeah, let's put a real like <laughs> nice sort of seven foot high fence around it. <laughs> the exciting thing about our track in our town at the moment, mate, it's got a family of plovers living in the middle of it. So a family um, of what? A family of plovers and they're nesting. So um, oh. anyone that anyone that goes in to use the track at the moment themselves getting absolutely harassed by these awful birds so, <laughs> um, far out yeah okay uh, but um but it's always yeah. cool I, i'm yeah i'm not a geography nut but i do love a strava map when i or a you know final surge when i see athlete, obviously i've got a few overseas and we've got quite a i think we've got 34 35 plus internationals and mm. When they pop up, you're just like, because obviously we've got the Run to EV Strava um, club and things pop up in stories or just through the through socials. And yeah, it's really cool. And, you know, you've got a couple, you like four or five overseas, I think, Chris. So, um, mm. And yeah, we're just sort of seeing these different maps and you go, wow, that, that looks a bit different at the tan. No, well, that's right. It's pretty cool just um, hearing about the different experiences that our runners have from overseas. I mean, um, now I've got couple of ladies that run in Qatar and you mm. know to hear you know, their overnight temperatures can be you know anything oh. from 20 to 30 degrees and mm. then they're, they're needing to run on the treadmills inside at the moment just because it's just too it's frighteningly hot to go yeah. outside and run so um whereas you know our, our runners in the UK some of them are dealing with snow um mm. you know while we're in the middle of summer so um yeah, they sort of probably take the, the milder conditions. And I know that you don't think the Melbourne win- winter's overly mild, mate, but <laughs> certainly gives you a bit of perspective when you see what some of our athletes oh, are yeah. dealing with. Yeah, I know we, we've kind of um, pegged that uh, as a bit of a plan for us to try and get a couple of these internationals on because I think it's good, good to get their perspective because, um, yeah, I know it's always interesting to hear what the running culture is like in their in their country. I know uh Rangini's chat the other week was was really well received and uh mm. we'll sort of we'll look at doing that over the over this next season. Ah, oh, very good. I think um 
speaking of overseas athletes, although this one isn't <laughs> one of this isn't one of our our athletes, but um, young yeah. fellow by the name of Elliot Kipchoge um, was featured in an article a little while ago. But you had a bit of a reread during the week, mate. Yeah, I reckon because um, I was in ISO and I was just scrolling around the internet, <laughs> and my algo algos just got absolutely tricked in all all different directions. And uh, this one just popped up in my feed, and it's on a, a website called outsideonline.com, which is a maybe a US outlet. Um, but I also know that the uh, person who wrote it, his name's Cuthel Dennehy, which is a, he's an Irish. Irishman who writes some awesome stuff. Um, a couple of Irish people I know um, from Running World um, really rate what he's been doing in the in the, in the running space, and mm. he's written some. Um, yeah, he's good follow on um, on Twitter actually. Yeah, he is. Gun or um, I've um, read several of his articles over the years, and I've really enjoyed like the feature ones that he does. They're absolutely mm. worth the time to hunt down and go and have a flip through. Like they're they're in depth, they're well informed, and um, yeah, so he was a pretty bloody good runner himself, I think. So he he gets it, um, which always helps. Like yeah, you know, he's done some work for Runners World, World Athletics, uh, and yeah. So he's, but yeah, as a sports journal, he. He obviously, um, this article, he went and followed Kipchoge um, and went back to his base, Captagat uh, in Kenya, and uh, got the chance. This is in 2021. So, um, yeah, it's still pretty pretty recent. Not, not a lot's changed, I would suspect. But, um, yeah, he, uh, he wrote an amazing article just getting inside the tent of uh, Kipchoge. And it was the NN running team camp and, some of the things that uh, look, he, he, the way he broke down this article is what um, what sort of caught my eye. I don't know we've probably banged on about Kipchoge in the past on this podcast because we're we're fanboys, but <laughs> you, you go to the top and this guy, um, there's just a lot of learnings that I think you can get from this article, and I think we we're going to just touch on a couple of them. Um, one of the headlines I'll start with is just the way um, it says cultivate control consistency. And uh, there's a line in this article and he talks about how they um, had some photos of the, the training partners um, running together, but starts about talking about how slow, like crazy slow the um, the shuffles are over in Kenya. And I know um, like Becky Wade on here who, who's lived over in Ethiopia for a while and she talked about how it was just ridiculously slow and Chris O'Neill one of our coaches he's been in Kenya he said he just couldn't get his, get his head around it but um they talk about that but then go into the workouts and one of the really awesome lines is he says I try not to run 100% three workouts Tuesday Thursday Saturday I do it 80% then 50% on the other days and like 50%, you know, I think so many of us, and we're all we're all guilty of it, go, yeah, I'll, I'll try and go 95 to 100% on my three workouts, two workouts. Yeah. And then, oh, yeah, maybe 70 to 80% on the, on the other days because, you know, that's just, that's what I should be doing. But I love how he can sort of articulate, yeah, I need to go at 50% on the other days. <laughs> it's not being lazy. It's just being smart. And that's, you know, I, I really like that. 
yeah, I noticed there in the article, they talk about the pace that he normally, I know it's in miles, but you know, he typically starts out around 8.30 to 8.45 mile pace, which is around sort of, you know, 5.15 to 5.30 a K. Okay. And, um, and most this- of us, if we would go out and do a recovery run at that, we'd, you know, there'd be a lot of people that would come in sort of disappointed or they'd hide it so that no one saw it on Strava. But, mm. you know, this, is, this guy's the greatest to ever do it. And he knows that you've got to do your easy runs easy. And it's probably something that we preach. And look, for full context, he starts out around that pace and he does gradually wind it up, um, you know, into sort of sort of 350 to four minute K pace towards the end. But um, there's no ego at all. Mm. with these runs it's you know the purpose of them is recovery and to take it easy so that on his fast days that he can work at 80 percent and that he can back up week on week on week and month on month because you know what's he running 120 to 130 miles so you know the best part of 200k mm. a week and like i know that i'm for some of us that sort of feel like we're going okay that's a month's worth of volume yeah but you can't do those sorts of things or be able to do it consistently for a long period of time if you try and do your easy stuff too hard. Mm. Bearing in mind, so his marathon pace is 250s. Yeah, yeah. that's right. So like he's <laughs> running, he's happily, you know, obviously he's, even if he's, even if he's running, I know there's altitude as well in there, but look, if he's running fours, um, you know, maybe it's 350s, you know, 345s still, and that's at the end when he's rolling. There's people here that are like, <laughs> there's people we know that we you know aren't under three hours, and they're trying to run them, you know, low fours. Um, yeah, well, yeah, and it's like, all all context I get, but like, this is like this is the best in the world. Going, you know what? You can actually really go easy and let your body recover. Mm. No, that's it. You know, you and look, I know everyone runs for different reasons and mm-hmm. all of that sort of thing, but. You know, the people that are trying to get the best out of themselves and you can dial onto that little orange app that you find on your phone and, you know, there's people out there running 410s and 420s for their recovery runs when they are sort of, you know, three to three and a half to even four hour potentially marathoners. And yet, you know, we can even look at examples close to home and, you know, have a look at people like Andy and Brady and they'll go and do their easy runs at sort of 420 and 430. Yeah. And, you know, there's, there's absolutely nothing wrong. It's do your easy stuff easy mm. we'll, we'll say it again for those out that have the volume <laughs> turned down a little bit do your yeah. easy runs easy <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and and, and mate and look there's a, there's obviously a lot around the culture and that um you know that there's so much belief in that system over there and the, the group mentality and there's a bit in the article a little bit later about um Try to find is it? Um, so they interview, and, and I'm jumping around a little bit here, but they in, interview um, Patrick Sang, the legendary coach, who's guided um, Kip Chogi for like 20 years. And uh, he, he basically says um, how when he gets new people to jump into the group, they often try and hammer the start. And he said, mate, if you hammer the first half of the long run, but can't maintain it, you're on my list, which is like, he's, you know, he, he, <laughs> list. like he, they actually don't like people that come in and just try and be heroes at the start and push force the pace. Um, yeah. So it's, it's quite interesting that I think there's just that 
belief in those groups that, hey, you know, and, and look, you've seen Kip Joe, you, like, why would you run any faster than him if he's running this pace? <laughs> like, what, you, 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 you know, run, you're you a 2-5 guy, why are you running ahead of him? Like, it's a little mm. bit of a pecking order as well, I suspect. Like, like they spoke about how, um, you know, to them, for the most part, that pace is irrelevant. Um, mm. Whilst they wear watches to monitor things that, it's all guided on effort, and yeah. know, one thing that one thing that Sang spoke about is that athletes don't listen to their bodies well enough, mm. and that's not only you know running at specific efforts; it's also when they pick up niggles or um, you know just you know seeking treatment and, and probably not following guidelines that are set in place for that. You know, like I'll put my hand up; I'm guilty of that. Yeah, um, we. I think we've all made these mistakes. Absolutely, so, you know, I have. Yeah, certainly can't sit here and and um, and preach, um, but you can certainly read it and go, yeah, that's a hundred percent right. And you know, isn't it funny that it probably sounds quite basic, but you know, the people that do the basics very well tend to have a lot of success. And mm. you know, here we are. Here's a man who you know, essentially for the last 10, 12 years, hasn't been injured. He's logged all this volume and he's won pretty much every race that he's competed in um, to the point where, you know, he's inventing events to run some two hours. <laughs> like he, he's literally a game changer. Yeah. You know, for the, while there's a sport of, of athletics and marathon is a thing, Elliot Kipchoge is going to be the, you know, pretty much the first person spoken about. So... Mm. Um, you know, it's just, it's amazing reading through this article just about how well he does all of the basics in terms of his recovery, he sleeps. Mm. He doesn't use, um, you know, nutrition supplements. Mm. He, he eats fresh and healthy food. I mean, that's, you know, you're sort of going through and going, what's the secret? Where's, where's, yeah. the, thing that, yeah. where's the thing that he's doing that no one else is doing on the planet that allows him to run sub two hours? Um, you know, you know, that holds a world record that, well, he sleeps really well. Mm. He eats well. He does his, you know, he runs very, very easy on his easy days. And I'll bet his hard days, I'll bet you they're pretty solid. Mm. Um, you know, and, yeah. I was just going to say, people will go, oh, you know, genetically, is he a free, you know, but there is, you've still got to do all these things. So you can have all the talent, but you've still got to be able to do all these things to get the best out of yourself and to so you know I, I don't buy that you know he's just a he's just an outlier that's just got everything and he's just on like you can see from this article you know, he's doing a lot of things to make sure he's at the top of the game mm. um i like the heading they've got there that just says let your pace progress naturally and then it goes into how he sort of says we'll just going over that before but it says when it comes to long runs he doesn't ask for a specific pace but this is um, when Sang uh, coaches his athletes. When it comes to long runs, he doesn't ask for a specific pace, but an effort that's controlled yet challenging. The pace naturally increases each week as fitness builds. And I know as coaches, we often get this uh, this question asked when we have new athletes sign up. It's like, well, what pace do you want me to run my long run? Or, you know, <laughs> it's like often it's like there's so many variables to how you should run that long run. And it's like, I just, you know, run it you know, conversational pace or run it, this, you know, just keep it relaxed is something I'd probably use over, probably use a lot, but like, <laughs> but, you know, the getting fixated on running a pace 
and and you can see what these guys do over there is they don't get caught up in that. It's just let's just roll along. And each week, you know, the fitness builds, you get a little bit fitter, you might roll along again. But um, yeah, I like that progress naturally sort of um, mantra they have. Yeah, absolutely. And there's one little um, bit here where it's got um, on each run, the pace should get progressively faster or at worst stay the same. Mm. Forcing the pace beyond your fitness does no good. Like, yeah. Yeah, that resonates. I can, I can, I can relate to that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's sort of, and this is the thing I think we have to drum in that there is a lot of it seems boring. Like even listen, yeah, you see, you're reading these things and you're like, okay, yeah, he sleeps well, he eats a, a nice, um, a, a good, healthy mix of foods doesn't look for these shortcuts with supplements and he sleeps well, he consistent, he takes his easy runs easy. He, you know, respects his recovery, um, all these things. And it's like, well, yeah, it sounds like this is what we should all do. <laughs> mm. He does a bit of strength work as well. Like not, yeah, nothing terribly heavy, but, um, you know, a bit of, bit of resistance work for, for the legs and, yeah, all That's just um like basically body weight. I think it mentions in there a couple of bands mm-hmm. and like very sparse there. <laughs> so it's yeah, it is a fascinating read. Like just looking at, and there's a a good thing that came from his a good good line that was from the physio. He says he doesn't get injured because he follows what the coaches say, and if <laughs> what the coaches say, if he is managing an issue, he simply slows down. <laughs> so. It's, you know, again, it's it's really simple. Like, yeah, you've got an issue, just back off. <laughs> well, that's it. And, you know, I think, um, you know, probably those, you'd sort of think, well, you know, this guy's the greatest to have ever done it. He must have like a, a full-time support crew and train in an elite training facility and just, mm. you know, sleep in an oxygen tent and do, you know, just do all these crazy things to be so much better than everyone else. But he's done, like, he's still a very humble Mm. you know simplistic guy who enjoys the, the basic day-to-day routine of you know going for a run and one thing i did notice in the article which i did have a bit of a giggle at <laughs> i know where you're gonna go was um, <laughs> um despite the demands on his time he's very good at doing nothing yeah oh yeah <laughs> like his, his spare time he's just spent reading or chatting with friends at his there's yeah. a real art to that, I think, for the, uh, we're talking obviously your full-time elites um, mm. because I think, you know, in Australia, there's not many people that get in that position where they can just, that is your job to do nothing, you know. Yeah. And, you know um, when you're pro, you know, even, even footballers and, and those that are actually on contracts and, and earning decent money, a lot of those guys would be told to, you know, just chill and relax between sessions and, um, yeah, there's a lot in that. Um, but, yeah. I thought you were going to go down the path about his um, after his marathons. As Kipchoge takes three to four weeks completely off, um, mm. and that's quite interesting that he would, you know, not even take a step. Like we're talking, uh, I know us like over here, we're we're wanting to get going after four or five days, or what? You know, you're getting athletes going can i go for a run now you know and it's like these guys taking to i get their full time and it's their job and they're you know when they're on they're going fully at it but 
there's a fair bit in just saying, okay, let's just take a complete week off, refresh mentally and physically, and then get going again rather than um, yeah, wanting to get back on the horse straight away. Yeah, oh, exactly. I think um, we just become such creatures of habit, don't we? That, um, you know, it's you no know, Tuesdays I run, Mon- Monday's my rest day. Yeah, I know I had a marathon on Sunday, but <laughs> yeah, but you know, even just 20 minutes, can I go do 20 minutes yeah. on Tuesday? But, um, so no. after that four weeks, he, before beginning the three to four week block, because most of his training blocks seem to be 16 weeks um, from what they're saying in this article. But before that, he, during which he alternates an hour of strength exercises and step aerobics one day with an hour of easy running the next. So maybe get the step aerobics going, Chris. So, mate, I, I don't know if you back in the, the aerobics Oz style days. Yeah, um, we're probably talking mid to showing mid, our age here, mid nineties. But yeah, yeah, they had the steps out and the wristbands and the headbands mm. and um, the sort of bright something in that. Yeah, look brightly coloured leotards. And if we fast forward <laughs> to twenty twenty two, I mean, there's we've got our brightly coloured half tights. Um, and so it's sort of you know things. Things haven't changed so much. It's maybe just that um, that sort of stuff's not on TV. But look, we're we're rocking the same kit that they did back in the day. So, yeah, um, yeah. So out there, probably shop around. Maybe eBay. You might be able to pick up a, a cheap set of uh, <laughs> of steps, and um, away you go. Yeah. No, I think um, look, we we probably haven't done the article complete justice by just <laughs> pan picking quotes and 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 the headlines. But I think uh, you'll get. I think the listeners will get a gist of. Uh, what what the sort of meats and meat and bones is on that one um we'll probably we'll, we'll definitely put it in the show link yeah have a um, read of it i mean look we it's it'd be a pretty boring exercise if we just sat here and read the article yeah. sort of listen i mean come on <laughs> we're not gonna do that that's but, true um, um take take look it's probably a five or six minute read mm. um, and if you love your running and you're genuinely interested in how arguably the greatest to ever do it goes about it take five or six minutes have a read you might not necessarily agree with everything and that's okay you don't have Mm. to um honestly it's interesting to sit and have a read and just educate yourself have a look and see what you think and maybe it might help you tweak something or maybe there's something that resonates and you think you know what i could you know spend a lot more time doing the basic things to help me sleep better at night Mm. You know, because I go to the gym, you know, I run five times a week and I go to the gym three times a week and I take my magnesium and I eat pretty well. But I only sleep four to five hours a night because I go to bed <laughs> at 11. I try, I'll get up at four because I try and get my running in. Then I go to the gym and then I go to work and I've got mm. got two kids. Well, you know, uh, look, we've all got different life balances. and demands, Oh, yeah. But, you know, I just think have a read of this and it might just, Perhaps there's a light bulb moment in it for you. And look, for five or six minutes, it's seriously worth going out of your way to have a look at this. Even that main takeaway for me is like, and it's almost a, it's a, it's sort of like seeing that, hey, this guy's just, he takes his easy runs easy. It's like, well, yeah, why not? Just like back off and enjoy, mm. like just not even focusing on pace and just going, um, yeah, well, this is this is what the best in the world are doing. Why, why am I getting caught up in trying to run a little bit quicker on this easy day? Let's really back it off. And it, it you know, backing off 10, 15, even 20, 30 seconds of pace on your easy, I can't, it will not affect your session day. No. If, if anything else, it'll bring your session forward. 
and you'll actually run a better session. So, you know, I always think like, you know, would you rather, if, if you get caught up in what people, you know, or even your own ego about like, oh, I did a good easy run, but my session was just okay. Wouldn't you rather your session be you know, better and easy run be, oh, it's a little bit slower than usual, but hey, my session's faster. Yeah. And that's it. I mean, no one's slapping each other on the back for how quick they do their easy runs. Like, oh, you know, geez, you're shifting well today in four yeah. <laughs> And then, you know, and then they go and do a tempo on the weekend at four fifteens. Yeah. You know, and think, yeah. oh, hang on, what were you doing during the week? <laughs> yeah. You just yeah. called it something different. That's all. <laughs> yeah. But it's um it is a good read, so we'll, we'll chuck that in. Um, but yeah. Been good to catch up, Chris. It's been uh, it's felt like it's been a while, mate, and uh, it's it's I'm excited to hear about your weekend. And yeah, I'm back. Uh, I'm hoping to, to hunt you down uh, in the back half. Obviously, I think the season's uh, gonna run out of run out of steam, but we'll probably um, we'll have to tee something up, mate. No, we will. Look, mate, it's the, the countdown's on to Melbourne. AB's sort of only got a couple of rounds to go, and we've got some exciting things coming up. Um, maybe maybe you know, we go back to the wellness run again, mate. Yeah, big chance that's going to happen. Um, well, they've got uh, Red Joe's open, and uh, yeah, that was a that was a cracking day down there. That was that. a good day, and be good to try and um, you know if that could be like our unofficial run to beat PB Christmas party, where mm. you know maybe some of the other coaches come down, we just make it a real social run. Um, That'd be a great idea. I know we uh, we caught up with a couple last time, but it was um, it was a week before Melbourne, wasn't it? I believe or yes it was in that instance um it was around because um, yeah you just um tapped a cheeky 10k on <laughs> in there mate and just um strode around but yeah it'd be good mm. just to like that's yeah, a good idea i reckon we could do a bit of a melbourne meet up there a bit of a melbourne meet up and whether there's people that want to have a run or you know just go for a casual you know a bit of an easier run like i'd be i'd be pretty happy that day to um you know just sort of go around it pretty easy effort and um yeah, yeah. maybe, some maybe drive community. a pacing bus yeah who knows i mean look sort of one of those ones early december um there'll be some people that you know maybe they want to try and run 45 or 40 mm. minutes or something like that and we get a, a bit of a 40 minute pace bus going with a few coaches and yeah um yeah like here we are just brainstorming ideas off the cuff but um <laughs> yeah, I, I well, think, listeners are probably tuned out right now but yeah anyway <laughs> no hey if you've made it this far um <laughs> thank you and um yeah look I, mate i reckon it'd be a good idea yeah uh, it's just I that like nice it. time of year so something to work on for us but um yeah sure. no nah, good, good stuff well we'll put that in the uh we'll, we'll get that sorted mate and uh yeah will you you enjoy the weekend, enjoy the uh, the sights of Ballarat as your first time down there, mate, and enjoy the lake. Will do. So looking for my arm sleeves. Um, yeah, haven't been able sleeves, to find get them a yet. But, um, <laughs> yeah, and I'll be rocking the full winter kit. And um, yeah, no, just ho- hoping for a positive experience and have a bit of fun. So yeah. Fun. And um, yeah, hopefully see a few more runs pop up from you, mate. Yes. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm keyed up and uh, yeah, back on board. So Looking forward to to yeah, it's 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 quite uh it's quite nice on that rebuild like just yeah learning to yeah just listen to the body again and and start to to get going again with sessions so good stuff mate that's it we'll um we'll catch up soon.